Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Scott Watley. We appreciate you being with us. Also with our other host, Kevin Flesh. Flesh and Beck Long. We'll be talking with Kevin here on some legal things uh, a little bit later in the show as well in the outdoors. And um, we've got a jam-packed show for you today, so I hope you can hang with us through the show. And don't go anywhere. We're going to give away a couple of pairs of tickets to the International Sportsman's Expo, which is January the 9th through the 12th at the Colorado Convention Center. And um, that's going to be a great show. Kevin's going to be doing some seminars there as well. But we're going to kick it off with our good friend Austin Parr, Discount Fishing Tackle. Austin, how are you, sir? Doing excellent, Scott. Thanks for having me. So you working today or are you somewhere on the water? <laughs> Uh, typically Saturdays have me in the shop. Nice busy day down there. I save a lot of my fishing for the uh, the weekdays and such. But the fishing has been uh, pretty decent. Uh, it's still kind of a, a little bit of a strange time of year right now, right before ice fishing and, and right after the hunting season, everyone getting out there. But the, the bite has been strong in, in multiple ways across the state. So what, Austin, this is Kevin Flesh. How are you? Great, Kevin. How are you? I'm good. So tell us about what you've been up to. So Metro Bodies of Water are still open for boating for about another week here. So places like Chatfield and Cherry Creek, uh, still get your boat out on there. Cherry Creek's been pretty slow, but places like Aurora and Chatfield in particular have both been productive for deep water walleyes, perch Aurora definitely as well, and then some smallmouth coming along in both of those bodies of water. Deeper fish definitely sitting in that 25 to 45 foot range right now. And things like jigging wraps and, and blade baits in that deep water have been working, but also, live bait presentations under slip bobbers and that, that deep water with shiner minnows and fathead minnows have been good. And we're not quite to ice fishing in a lot of places, and I want to make mention of that because somebody went through on this morning on the Snake River Inlet at Dillon. There's a lot of places in the mountains that got some rain over the last couple of days rather than the cold snow. Yeah. And it really kind of deteriorated a lot of ice conditions. So places like Antero have gone from ice to open water. Lake John the same way, but with that being said, it's all opened up a lot of open water opportunities once again, and particularly Lake John has been absolutely on fire uh, fishing from shorelines up there and, and throwing things like tube jigs and gulp minnows. So the uh, trout are running the uh, the shorelines up on Lake John? Is that what most people Absolutely. Are? Yeah, and taro as well. Uh, those fish this time of year are incredibly active, whereas some of your warm water fish are starting to move more into your wintertime patterns and being a bit sluggish. But the trout, it's a great opportunity to, to have some of that. And, and a lot of our rivers still aren't iced up either yet. So whether you're going to go down to the Arkansas or the Colorado or even the Eagle, which has been really good, all of which are going to have good, solid, open water, even low on the, some of the drainages. Yep, they should be clear and, and flowing nice. So you can get out there, throw some streamers, and, and see if you can get some fish to move. Absolutely. It's, it's a great time of year, and, and with everyone focused on hunting and now Thanksgiving and, and thinking about ice fishing, there's not many people that are out on the water at this point. Hey, so are you good, Austin, are you doing any sort of um, seminars or anything else relating to ice fishing coming up here uh, in early December? Yep, we're going to be doing some ice fishing classes the second Saturday in December. We're going to be working uh, some free ice fishing classes down at the store, uh, talking about everything involving ice fishing, whether it be equipment options, safety, where to go, how to work, 
uh, your different presentations and, and what to use in general. So it's a, a great opportunity if anyone's looking to get into the sport of ice fishing. It's, it's a great great time to come and get some tips and tricks and not only to be successful out there on the water, but also to be safe. That's always the, the number one concern when it comes to ice fishing in particular. Absolutely. And, of course, next week is uh, Thanksgiving and the big Black Friday's coming up. Any big Black Friday things going on at the Discount Fishing Tackle for next week? I, I, I tell you what, we're going to be doing a real big Black Friday weekend down here. We're going to be doing everything from giving away some free $150 Shimano reels with purchase of St. Croix rods. We have some awesome deals from Fish Pond and Smith, even some high-end sage rods that are brand new, uh, in-line rods that are uh, working in some cases, three hundred to four hundred dollars off. Nice! Wow, excellent deal. And lots of other things as well. Small things, big things. Got a lot of options. And if anyone's interested at in what exactly is going on at that Black Friday sale, our Facebook page uh, has uh, the most recent post on there. Has every single deal that's listed out. And I believe that you shared that as well, Scott. I, I did. Appreciate yes, that. Sure. So go to the Sportsman of Colorado Facebook page there and. You can also find that information. Absolutely. Now, absolutely. Now, you're going to be doing uh, your seminars again at ISC, and I'm glad we uh, got you into doing those things, man, because you have been a real oh, asset yeah. to the show. So uh, what that. are you going to be talking about? So I have three different topics that we're going to be discussing. So there's the expert corner, which is really a neat new deal that uh, has kind of just started last year. But I'm going to be talking about the, the, the basics of ice fishing through the seasons in Colorado. And what I mean by that is you have your early season, your mid-season, your late-season ice incorporating the metro and the mountain fisheries. And I'll be going through all of those different fisheries uh, in, in actually some pretty good detail for about an hour with that. Uh, going off of that as well, we're also going to be talking about Chatfield and Cherry Creek through the season. So last year we went kind of a, a whole Colorado deal talking about you know where to go and and what to do throughout the seasons but now we're going to be focusing in particular on chapel and cherry creek uh what to do in the springtime down through in the middle of the summertime and into the fall and winter uh and going into into fairly in-depth talk about that whether it be locations equipment options fish species all of the above are going to be discussed on those great well we're looking forward to it again that's international sportsman's expo january the 9th through the 12th I'll tell you what, we'll just kick off a pair of tickets right now. First caller, 303-477-5600. Give us a call, and we'll get you a pair of tickets to the International Sportsman's Expo. Austin, hey, man, we appreciate it. And, um, Kevin, we'll have to try that. I'm sure you've probably done it. I've never done the ice fishing thing. No, ice fishing would be fun. We'd have a good time. And I'll try not to have a Rocky Mountain spotted fever this time. Uh, all right, Austin. Hey, man, thanks. And um, Black Friday deals will be happening. Go to their Facebook page, Discount Fishing Tackle, or we shared it on our page, as Austin mentioned, Sports from Colorado and a lot of great deals. Austin, hey, man, as always, thank you very much, sir. Thank you guys for having me. I certainly appreciate it. You guys have a great day. All right. Appreciate it very much. Well, real quick, we've got a Brady White, and then after our break, we'll get back with Brady. But we got Brady in uh, studio and his son, Zach, and Brady is the chairman of our local Denver Mile High chapter here for the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, and we've been working together the last several years. So, Brady, good to see you, sir. Yeah, good to see you too, Scott. Thanks for having us on again, sir. Absolutely. And uh, Zach, his son. And so uh, I tell you, Brady, it's uh, it seems like the, the, the banquet in ISC comes every six months instead of every year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it sure is. A lot, of, Time a lot of work needs to go into it. Absolutely. So let's talk just a second about um, – our, our chapter a little bit and maybe um, where we are now and then what, what are some of the needs as far as our, our group? Sure, sure. So as you know, uh, Scott, we uh, 
we put on one of the biggest banquets in the country mm-hmm. with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. You know, we're constantly in the in the top ten, and there's probably over 500 chapters throughout the country. So um, here in Colorado, we have over 26 chapters, and you know, we we put this thing on and we have a lot of fun. But obviously, it's a lot of volunteers sure. that step up and uh, you know donate their time and effort and uh, help. You know, everything from planning to, um, you know, manning the banquet to selling tickets. So there's there's a lot that, that goes into it. But, um, you know, we have chapter meetings once uh, a month. And generally the first Tuesday of the month, you can count on us being at the Colorado Parks and Wildlife headquarters in the Bighorn Room, 630. Okay, good deal. And, uh, Charlie, have we got a winner there? Tell you what, J.R. Garcia. J.R., I should just send you tickets every year. He calls in every year. He's first. It's the mouse. So Good congratulations for JR. to J.R., and we appreciate him listening. Um, so, Zach, uh, let's take a minute and tell us uh, a little bit about your hunt. We've got to take a break in a couple of minutes, but then we'll come back and get into it. But give us a little intro about it. All right, so I started hunting like a few years ago. My uh, a wonderful dad got me into it. I was successful like a few years ago. Um, he's, read, he's reading that just like you wrote it, Brady. <laughs> My wonderful dad uh-huh. got me uh-huh. into hunting. Uh, I'm def- <laughs> blink twice if you're being held hostage. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, at this uh, RMEF uh, little banquet that I went to a few years ago, I uh, won a rifle and a hunt. So um, I was successful in that hunt with the rifle. And so it was an awesome experience. Yeah, the hunt was donated. You know, as you know, Scott, we, we can't do what we, we do without a lot of donations yeah. from outfitters and merchants. And and one of the hunts um, was donated by a ranch up in, uh, in Craig uh, called Boar Gulch Outfitters. Mm-hmm. And um, Brian Soliday, who, who also is with the RMEF, was guiding that hunt. And and uh, we took Zach out there, and, and it was, you know, one of those amazing times when you you know see the elk herd come in and you've got to scramble to get ready and uh, all the effort that zach put in with you know going to the range and dry firing at home um panned out you know he he quickly had to set up uh on on this uh antlerless elk and 200 yards you know one shot boom wow yep elk meat in the freezer i was just reading an article the other day on missing not that i've ever done that but, <laughs> <laughs> but um it does happen and this guy in the article is talking about you know why would you miss most time it's just a lack of preparation you don't go out and shoot your rifle enough and he said he'll meet guys you know they've got the same old box of weather ammo you know they could go out and shoot one to make sure it's in and then mm-hmm. he'll shoot it again till ready for the season and they're out in the field and you just gotta practice yep. and know your weapon and know your effective range you know? yeah yeah and there's so much to it i mean i'm i'm a bow hunter so i i started getting into rifle hunting when i, I happened to win a rifle at the rmef banquet and um i was amazed at how much actually goes into mm-hmm. you know everything from setting up the you know getting the right scope and getting it zeroed in to you know trigger pull and breathing and sight alignment it it really amazes me yeah it is but bow hunting is pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> Son. 
But it's a lot warmer. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Good deal. Well, you're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, Brady and Zach will be with us here throughout the show. Aaron Casey is also with us from Phoenix Weaponry. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Phoenix Weaponry and their new location in Berthoud. We'll be right back. You will regret not seeking medical treatment. Take it from Kevin Flesh with Flesh and Beck Law. Even small accidents sometimes create injury to human beings in the car. So I've, I've had a number of cases where the amount of damage to the vehicle is $1,000 or less. And the people thought they were okay leaving, leaving the scene of the accident, but two or three days later, then they have the whiplash or they have the symptoms that were caused from the accident. And so you just wanna make sure that you get good information when an accident happens. Whether or not you feel like you need it, seek medical treatment immediately after an accident. Then call Kevin Flesh with Flesh and Beck Law for a free, no obligation consultation. Call 303-806-8886. That's 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law, they get results. Have you been considering an RV, or are you looking for a place that will help you keep your RV in top condition? Let me tell you about my friends at Cousins RV. They've got three convenient locations to serve you in Loveland, Wheat Ridge, and Colorado Springs, which includes full parts and service departments at all three locations. Cousins RV is locally owned and operated by Jim Humble and Drew Bryant with over 40 years in the RV industry. Cousins RV offers the top manufacturers in the industry, and they have a huge selection of pre-owned RVs at every price point. Service is key at Cousins RV, and they can handle any repair, even offering a mobile RV service. Hey, we all know accidents can happen, and at Cousins RV, they have their own collision center with a paint booth to fit the largest of RVs. Come to the place that has the best Google reviews from any RV dealer in Colorado and ranks number one in customer satisfaction. Owners Jim and Drew are on site daily. Be sure and let them know you heard about them here on Sportsman of Colorado Radio. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. My name is Scott Watley, along with Kevin Flesh. We have Brady White in studio and his son, Zach, and Aaron Casey joins us as well, Phoenix Weaponry. And we certainly thank Aaron, uh, wow, back when we started in uh, 2013. Aaron's one of the first folks that um, we uh, were able to meet and uh, become great friends. And uh, Aaron has just built a tremendous, tremendous business with Phoenix Weaponry and um, has just been a, a great supporter of our show, which we appreciate very much. And so, Aaron, good to see you, sir. Nice seeing you as well. Man, you've had a busy year. That's nice to see you reading from the script that, I wrote, that we wrote for I you, know. Right? <laughs> Aaron is good looking. Uh, yeah. nice. Aaron's got one of those radio faces. All right, here we go. Uh, but, um, man, busy year, and uh, you guys have made a lot of press and a lot of magazines, a whole bunch of stuff national. We, we've had, uh, I think uh, we got to mention Hog Hunter magazine recently. Uh, my picture ended up in uh, Outdoor uh, Magazine for some pig rifles and stuff like that. And we're getting ready for our national show tour in uh, January. So we'll start out with ISC and then we'll start bopping around the country. So well, that's, that's cool. awesome. So where, yeah, where do you guys go nationally? Um, we're going to be out in, uh, at the NRA show out in Nashville. We're going to be in Salt Lake City with ISC. 
we're going to be in probably Fort Worth and then um, I forgot where else. Yeah, we're going to be all over. <laughs> That's great, though. <laughs> yeah, it's actually yeah. getting pretty fun. Yeah. So it's, let's talk about the new location, Berthoud, and then the move. Yeah. Uh, the move, as all moves, uh, went um, not as planned. And uh, we were still remodeling and trying to get everything where it belongs. But we moved to 10,000 square foot, double the amount of machining centers we have, double the amount of people we have. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's a whole new kind of feel. we got six gunsmiths now, and so it's uh, trying to get there two-week flip on gunsmithing work and all that kind of stuff so it's 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 different um, mm -hmm. i think i finally have a door in my office <laughs> uh, we found a conference room table and we're actually trying to put the place together so it looks nice and you know it's everything flows well yeah so. and how about the the products that you're creating now uh um, talk about that a little bit with all the additional people uh right now what we have is a whole line of buttstocks that'll be coming out so we actually have four uh choices that'll be here soon um, but we've gone all the way through the front end of the rifle. We have all the hand guards and muzzle brakes. We make almost everything in-house now. So the bus stock was actually the last piece. And so it was a little, we have a pretty neat, uh, precision butt stock. that will be out here very, very shortly. So but yeah, we've got silencers all the way up to 50 cal, the micro 22 suppressors. Um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a lot. I think we're well over 380 SKUs now. So it's all, then you have all the management for the point of sale system, website for all that. And then we also have some archery parts coming out. My uh, father-in-law has helped us uh, tremendously with getting some of the archery stuff ready to go. So we have a, a arrow rest. We've got uh, competition uh, stabilizers. We have stuff for the, um, the Olympic-style shooting where they have to have to run that little 10-inch hoop over the bow. We've got weights for those, uh, Spigarelli parts. So, yeah, we're running our archery stuff. We have a flashlight. One of my friends, is, uh, name is Aaron as well, has uh, helped us out getting uh, our first thousand loom little flashlight together. So doing that, making some knives. So, I think you know, for me to be good at archery, I need an AR that shoots an arrow. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> you, you, where were we, Scott? You and I were together. Oh, we were pheasant hunting, and you just happened to have your AR with you. Yeah, yeah. I was well on the pheasants, yeah. But, yeah. but it was nice. It was a nice-looking weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and actually, I was emceeing an event for Aaron for the friends of the NRA, and um, 50 chances to win, so I'm like, okay. You Guess know, who wins? I, I want to chip in, help the organization a little bit and my wife victoria sitting there and i'd given her other tickets different things i'd bought and i announced the ticket as the mc all right everybody look at your tickets here's the winning number and victoria raised her hand i'm like oh my God. which i was happy but i feel bad too it's yeah. weird but man it, it was it's a beautiful, beautiful. weapon oh, man oh it is awesome yeah we're going to get him uh, one of the integrally suppressed guns here soon he's got to pick one out of his out of his closet of his winnings <laughs> right you know yeah and, uh, we're got the integrally yeah tell kevin how that and brady how that works yeah so what we did is we take a uh, regular bolt-action rifle and we'll throw a different stock on it, more of a varmint style with a, f a fatter forehand on it. We'll actually t back turn the entire barrel, put a stop back by the action, and then we'll actually turn the entire barrel into a suppressor. And it makes it very quiet, right. So and it keeps the balance real good, too. Yeah. So we'll, have to, we'll have to get a couple of those out and go play. But yeah. I've had mine out well past 670 so for some score. So we take it out and do some light competition work with it. but. Mm -hmm. Shooting a 338.6 all day long for competition is not all that enjoyable for very long. So your shoulder it, definitely it, feels it. Yeah, and, and it's it's a nice balanced weapon. I mean, I was amazed by yeah. that muzzle on it. And even it, I mean, yeah, it here he goes to pick it up, and it's like one of those foam rocks that you hide outside. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Oh, no, yeah. Really. Yeah. Hey, let's talk a little bit. This was in the news a couple of weeks ago about the 
magazine van, I guess you saw. Oh, yeah. All the undercover work one of the TV stations did, which I don't know why you got to go undercover. Why don't you yeah, just go in there much, and ask? Yeah, yeah it was but, pretty, well, uh, yeah. pretty well understood. But, Kevin, here. talk about the legal side of that because every time you hear a lot of the lawmakers, you can tell in about four seconds they have no idea what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the maximum, the, what they were, you know, back in what was that, 2013, Aaron? Um, so uh, 03, I think. Was it? Oh, no, it was. 13? 13. It wasn't okay. 03. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. that would have been 15 years right, ago. Right, right, yeah. It's yeah. only been five or five. six. Yeah, it feels like 15. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That that uh, the Democrats took over the House and the Senate and the State House, and, and so they passed this uh, bill relating to reducing the size of the magazines. And, and so since then, it's just been a mess. Well, one of the f- uh, funnier quotes out of the whole thing is that uh, one of the women had, was going on about how once they shoot up all the clips, there won't be any more. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's terrifying. The lack of yeah. understanding of the entire situation is is baffling. Yeah. So, but I mean, it might also be in our worst interest if they ever do get educated that, mm. you know, they might actually know what they're doing finally and then be able to push legislature that will change everything. Well, that's just it because not, they, they can't tell exactly now when these things are manufactured, what year they're manufactured or where they're manufactured, right? Um, I mean, just, plastic mags, yes. Plastic, plastic mags. mags have date stamps on them. It's all part, part of the standard mold processing. Metal mags, not so much. Okay. But mm. they have no way of knowing when I bought it, really, right? Well, if I mean, if, if it has a date stamp on it of last year. And right. Then they would know. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, after that, mm-hmm. anytime after that, you like, you'd have to buy it. Yeah. So when they went undercover, describe for the audience that doesn't know about this, what exactly they were, what they found and what the big deal was. Well, there's a, a loophole. Like with all laws, there's ends up being a loophole. And, um, and people make a lot of money in those loopholes. Right. <laughs> and so um, what people were doing is selling magazine parts kits. Then you also have willful disobedience, um, which a couple of the people exhibited in the interviews. And so, um, you know, they're put together your mag and you buy your parts kit and you leave and you put it together at your house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, I guess they were sh- shocked. That that but, would happen. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that's was, that was pretty much the gist of the whole thing is they were shocked and amazed that that was not the intent of the, of the situation. Right. Yeah, that's what they got. Well, and it is so funny because, it, well, it's the same old thing. The same thing we talk about with all of the legislation relating to handguns, you know, D.C. and other places that are, are trying to get rid of all the guns. And, of course, all the bad guys have the guns and the shootings don't decrease at all. And and, uh, and they just they can't put those two things together and recognize right. that. Well, when you see, you know, these gun buybacks and there's weapons showing up there that have never been legal in the United right. States. And nobody can figure out where they came from or how they got here. Yeah. Well, maybe they came across the border with, like, you know, the illicit drugs that were not right. supposed to be here either. Maybe, <laughs> you know. Like when live grenades show up at gun buybacks and everybody's like, oh, how did that happen? Yeah. Like, weird. <laughs> it's like, you mean the criminals who were smuggling things smuggle something they weren't supposed to have? Weird. <laughs> so talk about this suppressors area in a minute um, and the legal side of that. And then we'll let Kevin give some input on that as well. But what, what do you have to do to get a suppressor? Uh, it's called a Form 4. Um, if you want it Form 3, Form 3 is for when you are... Uh, transitioning between dealers. A Form 1 is if you build your own suppressor. Form 2 is when a manufacturer builds a suppressor. So the Form 3 is dealer to dealer. Form 4 is for dealer to individual. So you, when you decide you want a suppressor and you pick it out at a store, um, you can do a Form 4 there. If you buy a suppressor online, you have to Form 3 it mm. to another dealer. That takes a little while, and then you can keep going. And then there's fingerprints, photographs, Affidavit of um, identity, um, 
uh, a full workup of paperwork, like a 4473. And then you get to wait about 10 months to a year, uh, if you're lucky. And then eventually you get a call from your dealer that your suppressor is ready for you to pick up, that you forgot that you bought a year ago. <laughs> and then you get excited and you come on in and pick up your can. Is that is that how you guys handle it at, at your shop? We do all your fingerprints, photographs, paperwork, everything. We even mail it in for you. Yeah. We instruct you who to write your check for. Because if you write to the wrong people, it's never going anywhere. Right. Um, we recommend that you do not use your credit card. We've had three or four get bounced back lately because the people's credit card expired during the transition. If you move out of state during the while you're waiting for your transfer, it's over. You get to now form through it to your new state. So you wait a year. You moved in the middle of it. Now your form four is invalid. Now you have to form through it uh, to your new state. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of running around. I mean, that's the yes. whole idea. Now, from the legal side again, so let's say Kevin comes to me and says, hey, I'm taking my girl shooting, can I borrow your gun? And I give him my AR a with my suppressor. Negative. Yes. <laughs> you can't do that. It is not allowed. Um, you have to maintain possession of the weapon. If you decide to go out there with them and you maintain control over it, huh. um, even going to the bathroom could be considered maybe Transfer. not main yep. control. So it just depends on how... Um, who's around and what their feelings on the whole thing are, but you have to maintain control over it. Mm. Wow. And Aaron has also done a great job last couple of years uh, supporting Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. And their uh, other banquets. Yeah, has been uh, very good, good for food. us there. And um, <laughs> yeah, it is, I'm telling you. Really good food. And uh, um, so, Brady Tuckerman, you, you mentioned that a little bit, but man, I mean, we, we can use all the people around that want to support Rocky Mountain Elk, sure, like Aaron sure. and businesses, to help us. Yeah, so we figure here in the Denver area, there's probably three or 4,000 current members of the RMEF. And anybody that wants to uh, volunteer or just get more active and engaged, they can always uh, email me, uh, Brady, R-M-E-F, Denver, um, at gmail.com. And I'd love to chat with you. But our banquet is going to be uh, the 28th this year at the Denver Renaissance Hotel. And um, we we so appreciate Aaron, you and and your support and uh, coming down, just great um, great uh, you know products that you always donate and just gets an amazing amount of um, of interest mm. and uh, we greatly appreciate that. So, uh, but but another thing that we we do is we don't only focus on the banquet. You know, I've got my son here with me today, and and part of that is to show, you know. Our mission is all about ensuring the future of elk, other wildlife, their habitat, and our hunting heritage. And our hunting heritage is where we get, you know, the youth involved. Mm -hmm. And over the last few years, you know, like Zach mentioned, you know, he won a, a firearm that's donated by Sportsman's Warehouse, a great, great uh, sponsor for us as well. Um, and the hunt I mentioned that was donated. Um, uh, since then, last year I had seven hunts that were donated, seven youth hunts that are geared toward youth and doesn't have to be first-time youth hunters. A couple of them are. Um, but we really want to get the youth involved and give them opportunities, um, not going to be guaranteed to be successful, but, sure. you know, opportunities to get to get them out there and, and to experience, you know, this amazing land that we have that I see in, in the background here. And... Um, you know, just make sure our, our hunting heritage continues because it's not guaranteed. Yep. And, Kevin, I know, man, you spend a lot of time with your girls out. and Same uh, thing, yeah. Getting them to enjoy it because just getting away. And, Zach, you probably have to – how old are you? 
Uh, 14 now. Okay. And um, I tell you, I can't imagine what it would be like at 14 to have all the tools, so to speak, today. The kids have the iPads, the iPod, all the yeah. different things. And, um, I mean, we just would all go out and play ball or do different things, you know. And some kids still do that. Some don't, you mm-hmm. know. And so, I mean, but just a lot of the pressures on the kids today and to spend time with your folks, I guarantee you, my dad's listening right now in Dallas and always calls in and listens. But, I mean, man, most, some of the most memorable times of my life are with him in the woods yeah. as a little kid and even growing up in time we've spent together. I mean, that's memories. Right, and that's yeah. the foundation for yeah. how that, why these are so important. It's a one-on-one activity, and even if your parent doesn't get involved in these sorts of things and there's kids out there listening that want to do that, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation is a good catalyst to having them, yeah. you know, have mentors and sponsors that, that can go out. I mean, my kids have done that with mm-hmm. folks that we know from the show that I've never turkey hunted and they've taken us out turkey hunting. And, and it's just so important, you know, to be able to do those sorts of things because the majority of the experience is the preparation and then the hunt itself. It's not really the killing of the animal mm-hmm. that makes a difference to those kids. It's, it's right. spending the time. And getting to do those things out of doors. And yeah, and it's it's fun. I mean, today, you know, right before we came to the show, we Zach and I went out to the Golden Gun Club range. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. and uh, Zach, were you on target? Uh, I I like to believe so. <laughs> <laughs> no, he nailed it, man. Hundred yards. I mean, even cool. standing, yeah. you know, bullseye. But it was so cool. You know, the people you meet as you engage in these activities sure. and. My background, as I said, I, I'm not a, a rifle shooter so much, you know, except uh, getting involved recently. But so I'm out there. I'm trying to show my son, you know, how to do things safely, first of all. But, you know, give him some good techniques and pointers. But there was an older gentleman that was shooting down from us a few bays. And he came over and just showed us a lot uh, of stuff. so many neat <laughs> techniques of, you know, sitting and kneeling and and squatting like even support and stuff like that too. Using using a tree or sure. know, stand in front of you. That yeah, because I'm t- well as you know bow hunting too. I mean most people stand there all square, concrete floor, pull back, and maybe you can pull back 70, 75 pounds, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're you're never going to get a shot oh, like no. that. In the There's no concrete exactly. pads out there poured to <laughs> get. I mean you're going to be squatting, sitting, mm-hmm. tor- and then all of a sudden I've I've been with guys. They couldn't pull their bow yeah. back. And then your heart, you know, Yeah, is yeah going, with everything going on. Yeah. So, you know, that is the point. And, of course, safety is key. Yeah, I just definitely. heard a story this week. guy I know I've hunted with was cleaning his rifle. He's getting ready to sell it. And took a mag out of it, um, had a bolt action, was cleaning it, and stuck the um, clip back in there and racked one in there and Squeezed the trigger in his house to release the pressure on the spring and wham through a couple of walls, through his wife's closet, and Ooh. drilled about 13 of her dresses. Going through. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to say his name, but if you see a lady with a lot of holes in her dress, I'm going to name names. Yeah. But I mean, seriously, and, and of course, that could have been horrible and we laugh mm. about it, but I mean, yeah, you just have to be extra, extra yeah. careful yeah, Definitely. with a weapon. So, Zach, you've seen this, and you've seen the school shootings. You've seen all this stuff. Yeah, of course. What's your philosophy as a young man, 14 years old, just about, you know, guns in general and what you hear from schoolmates, stuff like that? I don't know, man. Like, I go to uh, Faith Christian High School. Uh, it's in Arvada. Anyways, like, 
I hear a lot of stuff on the news and like on the internet and on YouTube and stuff like that about all this horrible stuff. And like a lot of people are just trying to rationalize why is it happening? Why is it happening? Could it be guns? Could it be video games? Could it be mental health? Like, could it be like the upbringing of people? There's so many different factors that nobody could like control one factor and eliminate it and it'll all be okay. That's never going to happen. Yeah, yep, it's, that's it's true. such a complex issue. I think, and, and I think what's important though is being uh, involved with your kids and talking with them, definitely making them feel comfortable around guns. I think that's important because I think, uh, and getting them the training they need. My kids just went through a drill at Cherry Creek High School this week, and it was really interesting to hear what they did because I don't think they're training their teachers very well. Mm-hmm. So, although the drill was was a good one, I guess to sort of work on just sort of scenarios it doesn't really fit what needs to be done right that's that's one of the things so the kids have a plan you know that's that's what's really important and so sure uh, because we know that there's going to be another one at some point and we'd love to figure out a way not to have it happen Mm -hmm. but yeah And Aaron, you got five girls. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder you have a gun store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you need about eight of them laying on. Every time a guy comes over and knocks on the door, he's your Make pick them up. Yeah, at, yeah. Pick them up at the shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> pick up and drop off at the shop. Absolutely. Since we're under construction, you know, you just, hey, step on that tarp over there. You know? <laughs> How'd the date go? See, yeah. is anybody, is, has anybody seen Johnny? No. Oh, uh, last time, oh, he went to Phoenix Weaponry. Shop, yeah. though. <laughs> Are you listening to Sports? But Colorado, tell you what, we'll give away another pair of tickets, compliments of Phoenix Weaponry. So give us a call, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Trust your pets care to Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hi, this is Scott Watley, and we've trusted our pets to Lone Tree for over 15 years. There are many reasons we love them, and it's great to have all of our pet care needs met under one roof. Whether your pet needs medical, dental, surgical care, boarding, grooming, or obedience training, the friendly and experienced staff at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has you covered. As accredited members of the American Animal Hospital Association, you can rest assured that Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center meets the highest standards of veterinary care. And they're a Gold Star member of the BBB and a member of HaystackHelp.com. Check out their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com as they share great insight on pet care. Lone Tree is open seven days a week for your convenience. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Give them a call, 303-708-8050, or check them out at LoneTreeVet.com. Hunting Gear Outfitters, a specialty gear showroom for all your hunting gear needs. Hi, I'm Ted Ramirez. So if you're headed on a self-guided or guided hunt for deer, moose, or anywhere in the world, stop by Hunting Gear Outfitters, home of Caribou Gear Outdoor Equipment Company. We are located at 8955 South Ridgeline Boulevard in Highlands Ranch. Questions, tips, and tactics are free, so call 303-798-5824 or visit us at huntinggearoutfitters.com. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is proud to announce their new 10,000 square foot facility is now open in Berthard, Colorado, located at 504 North 2nd Street. With this expansion, Phoenix Weaponry offers a new retail area and expanded gunsmithing in Duracote and Cerakote areas. Family owned and operated, Phoenix Weaponry offers the finest in competition, hunting and long range precision firearms. Also suppressors from 22 long rifle to 50 caliber for rifles, pistols, and shotguns. 
Phoenix Weaponry also offers gunsmithing services and restoration repairs from antique to modern firearms. Building your firearm dreams into reality. That's Phoenix Weaponry. Call them now, 720-340-2496, or visit them at phoenixweaponry.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. My name is Scott Watley along with Kevin Flesh. We appreciate you being with us. I want to congratulate Marty and Parker. He was our second winner. So, Marty, I will call you after the show and get you your tickets, sir. And uh, we appreciate that. And I want to thank Aaron for donating those tickets. So, no thank you, sir. Way to go, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a guy. All right. And by the way, happy so Thanksgiving to everyone. Stuff. Hope everyone has a, a great Thanksgiving, a safe Thanksgiving. And um, got a lot to be thankful for in this country, I promise you that. So I uh, uh, just wish everyone a very, very safe uh, holiday. And, Kevin, man, from your legal side, we saw got to be careful when these streets are slick, man. There was a 50-car pileup oh, yeah. one end of the city, wow. 20, 15, 20 <laughs> pileup in Castle Rock. Yep. Yeah, so, man, got to be careful. And uh, you hear Kevin on our legal hour every other Thursday on our Haystack Help Show. And uh, but Kevin is also a host with us here, partner on Sportsman of Colorado, and uh, handles a lot of legal matters in the criminal law, personal injury, and um, and a lot of things with the outdoors. And, Kevin, uh, we're going to be doing some things on this. But, uh, boy, I was talking with CPW the other day, and um, we actually had an incident uh, out hunting yep, and sure uh, and uh, with a friend of mine and uh, actually mistakenly shot two bucks. Okay. Through shot, through? No, oh. no. Shot one, and uh, it went around little hillside. He comes around the other side, sees it thrashing around the brush, shoots it. We walk up. There's t- two oh. dead almost bucks. Almost identical bucks. Oh, and geez. they were identical bucks. Wow. I mean, you could not tell them apart. And so we, uh, it was uh, around 5.15 and um, called um, State Patrol, and they called CPW for us and came out. And, uh, um, of course, just left them right there where they lay. And um, lady was very nice. And uh been with the department 20 years and um, grilled the, the shooter a little bit, you know, just say hey, what happened and all the different things. And we said, and when she looked and saw the bucks were so identical, you know, there was a small fine, a few points, but allowed the guy to keep his buck. And so it all worked out uh, by doing the right thing. So certainly want there, to promote that. Yeah, but, absolutely. But I'll be honest, it was very scary, Kevin, in those first few seconds yep. from a legal side and just going, oh, man, because I didn't want the guy to get find heavily or lose license or lose a gun you hear all the stories lose your truck i mean a lot could go wrong but and and the the bucks were big enough that you had the samson issue they yeah they were so it was would have been tapping on the door about eight nine grand uh, with all the different things that you could have gotten trouble for for that (laughs) so and uh I'll be honest, my first call was to Kevin. <laughs> Tell him what happened. He said, yeah, I'll just call and do it. Of course, we were going to do that. But um, uh, it is a good thing to have a legal side. I don't care what you're in. Right. Your fault, my fault, nobody's fault, whatever. Just to have a legal side to bounce something off of. And that's what Kevin offers. And so, Kevin, just take a minute and tell us about it. Yeah, so that was a really interesting situation because, you, do, you know, we talk about what to do when you're sort of in those situations with CPW because, of course, they are law enforcement. And you, 
you know, we, we've all been through hunter safety. We all know that in those sorts of situations, you should, you should do the right thing and call state patrol or call CPDW and sort of self-report. I mean, that's what everybody thinks about. But when it actually happens, <laughs> it, it's a little bit your, different. Your mind right? goes. Yes, your mind goes to a lot Can of different I places. Can eat that thing yeah. <laughs> real quick? Right. You, you know. got a grill. <laughs> <laughs> the, the real trouble is, yeah. though, is that this, this is sort of the dividing line of where people get into trouble, right, is, is that they start trying to figure out ways that they don't have to call, and then they start making things up or they start doing things that only compound the problem. And in this case, um, being honest and doing the right thing really was to his benefit. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Number one, th there was a real good reason. It wasn't mm -hmm. like there, was a, there wasn't a situation where he was negligent in any way because he thought it was the same animal that was standing there. So he had some defenses. And then once, it, once the uh, officer, who has been an officer for a long time, um, realized the situation, you guys didn't move anything, you didn't try to do anything in the way of... Uh, negative in that sense mm -hmm. um she did the right thing and with, they have discretion in making decisions i was actually surprised that she allowed you to keep one of the animals but that's some of the discretion they have um and it can go the other way sometimes if you if you handle things poorly and so that was a great example of how things should work when sort because in the field it happens sure um, we talked about safety earlier in the in the in the show and you always want to be safe because sometimes not being safe causes injury or yeah. death to dogs or people or whatever, um, that you can't undo. But this situation, you could. I mean, you, you were able to figure it out, and, and, and it was a good result. It was also a good, it's a good story. I, yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, when you yeah. sent me the yeah. picture of the two animals, right. it was a really interesting, it's, it's one of those situations that they should use as a teaching moment for mm -hmm. everybody in really making sure, because then you look at it and you say, well, you know, is there, was there a way that I could have made sure that there was the animal that was up? Uh, under the circumstances, or you know, is there anything yeah. that we should have done differently? In the, mm -hmm. And the the officer determined that there really wasn't that there wasn't anything that you could have done um, in training or experience that would have would have gotten you out of that situation, other than just letting the animal run off and right. and uh, and but then you're then you may have had a wounded animal, sure. so you don't know. Right. I mean, it was a really interesting process. Yeah. And uh, Kevin's going to be doing some seminars, as we mentioned, at the International Sportsman's Expo as well and handles a lot of things with uh, concealed carry, uh, all of that type of thing. So, you know what, if you find yourself with some kind of infraction with CPW, again, give Kevin a call, 303-806-8886. Uh, it is a free consultation. And, uh, and one thing I love about it, I mean, Kevin's a, a sportsman, he's an outdoorsman, he's a gun guy, and uh, he's all for the things we are all for. Right. And you want somebody like that that understands, you know, and can handle it professionally and legally. Yeah, and, and I think what's really important anytime that we, uh, the seminars will be fun. I'm um, looking forward, we're putting together a new seminar for the ISC, talking about concealed carry, talking about fact patterns of people getting into situations. I'm representing a guy right now that was just shot by the Aurora police uh, about a month, month and a half ago, he had a rifle. He was coming out of his house, and he was shot because he had the rifle in his hand. Um, there's things that we just need to be aware of when we have weapons um, and situations that occur that we have to be ready to, to, to deal with those consequences in the event that something happens. So it's just good for everybody to understand what their rights and obligations are in those situations. All right. Again, Kevin's number, 303-806-8886. So, Aaron, let's say somebody's wanting to just get in, maybe, um, you know, they've looked around all the different stores and all the different shelf stock of ARs. What can somebody get into a Phoenix Weaponry 223 for? 
I started about twelve hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, with our Jane, then it just keeps on climbing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what you want to do to yep, Yeah. Absolutely. And you guys do all the seracoding. I mean, anything about you want to do to a gun, you guys can do it. All the machining from raw billet stock all the way to the final finishing, test firing is all done in house. Okay. Great. Now, do you have another Tanner gun show coming up? Um, December 7th and 8th. And okay. Then, yeah. Yeah. We got a bunch of stuff going on that. We got the uh, clay shoot for, um, I think it's uh, Toys for Tots or. Uh, I can't remember it anymore. I got so many shoots going on and stuff. I can't remember where I'm going or why. <laughs> okay, we got the, the potluck coming up too, right? Yes. Yep. We have our little annual Christmas party for, uh, for close friends, family, and customers. Um, so that'll be that same night. So it's going to be a full night. So half my crew is going to be down at the show. Uh, some of us are going to be at the uh, clay shoot, and then we all reconvene. Oh, and we have a C CCW class there that same day. So it should be entertaining. <laughs> now, do you guys do a um, some range time with your CCW class? We do. We actually um, have started a CCW class that has the classroom time, the range time, and then we reconvene back at the shop to disassemble, clean, and maintain your weapon. Okay. Where a lot of people are terrified of their taking apart their guns and cleaning them or un misunderstanding how to take them apart. That's why I just bring mine to you. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure it's not loaded, up. you know? Yeah, that's, that's I'm like, he looked at mine one. one time and he goes, have you ever cleaned this? Yeah. And I go, they come apart? <laughs> <laughs> we, that actually we just, is We have really to soak tricky. his in the, in the solvent It tank. is, Brady. You know, and I don't want to get a little pen wrong or yeah. do something and, and not work when I need it. So I'm like, you know what? Hey, it's hey, it's always fun to drive up the birthday anyway and yeah. just drop it off and let them do it professionally. Yeah, we got yeah. a nice little taco shop nearby, so we'll go some tacos while the guys clean your stuff <laughs> we actually just did our first build class too so we actually had uh, three clients uh do a class where they put every pin every screw every bolt really? in their ars wow. so that was kind of fun then we went and did the test firing and then yeah so that, mm -hmm. that went real well so and aaron take just a minute and um charlie will skip that last break um and talk about you know and again i want to be careful how i say this because standard gun show is a good deal but i do want to say anybody can get a booth they don't check anything about that company to make sure they're a reliable company or anything like that. They just rent a booth, it, right? If it, if a deal seems too good to be true, yeah. you might want to do some research. Because a lot of people sure are there selling AR parts, so to speak, yeah. right? And you just got to be careful. I mean, building an AR is a fun thing to do. I mean, it's it's fairly easy to do. And it's really popular right It now. is very popular. Yeah. You just need to make sure that when you're doing this that you understand what you're building and you can do it safely, and if you don't use quality parts, there will be a price to pay for that. Mm -hmm. If you use the wrong parts in the wrong area, and they come apart, it's going to be a larger price, you know, as pieces of, of fingers yeah. and face are harder to replace. Uh, we have seen parts of guns coming in lately that I don't understand how they're being broken, but mm. there's a lot of offshore pieces coming in that are just of lower quality, and when you can buy a, a lower parts kit for 20 some dollars, you really kind of need to take a look at what that's made of and is it going to hold up? Right. So. Cool. Yeah, if somebody if somebody is, is, is interested in, a, in AR, a Jane, so to speak, yep. what do they do? They come into the sh shop and then what's the process for them to start thinking about what they want and, and uh, getting it sized and everything else for um, someone? Most of the time we're trying to have a certain amount of weapons in stock for the uh, people that need it right now. Okay. They want to have an AR right away. Um, a lot of people want something special. Yeah. They want special engraving. They want special colors. They want differences. So then what we do is we take, you know, either the forged gun or a billet gun, depending on what you want, and then caliber, and then we build off of that based on what you want. So we try to have a lot of custom weapons on the wall 
for you to try different uh, safeties, different selectors, different charging handles, different pieces, so you have a good feel of what it is you're getting, and then we'll build from there. So I'll try to make it easy for them. Yeah. And, and long-range shooting has really exploded, no pun intended, over these last few years. When we talk about long-range shooting, what are usually people referring to in yardage? Um, usually a thousand, but I mean we're we're going out two miles now. Are you really? Oh wow! There's a three mile competition. Go to Be go to Bellevue, hang a <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's actually I think down in uh, um, uh, I think it's uh, by Pikes Peak Gun Club. They they'll have a two mile competition. It's mostly 50 cal, 416 Shytex, things like that. But shooting a mile is not too difficult. Do you have a 50 cal? I do. That we can shoot. Oh yeah, I accidentally ended up with one at a at a gun show. Yeah, <laughs> accidentally ends up with 50 cal. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, I would love to shoot that everyday occurrence. Don't, don't don't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah. It just it's, uh, yeah, it just happened. Followed me home. <laughs> well, good. Well, get out and see Aaron there at that Tanner Gun Show. And uh, mention you heard him here on Sportsman Colorado. And it's hard to give some kind of blanket discount because we don't know what all you're going to want and need. But I promise you, if you mention the show, Aaron will take great care of you. And, and get up uh, to the shop. Yeah, and get up to the shop and see it. It's in Bertha. That is at 504 North 2nd Street. And their number, 720-340-2496. And, um, Brady, let's um, talk a little bit about Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation again. And just kind of how long have you been with them now? So I've been with them about eight years, okay. and I was been the chair for uh, three years. I had to take a year or two off with some uh, health challenges. But, man, came through all those games. Yes, indeed, man. Praise yeah. God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what would be you think? Um, it's 35 bucks, I think, to become a member for a year. Right. So, so right. you know what? If you're listening to this and you're not a member, of a few, and I, I like SCI, you know, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Ducks Unlimited, Pheasant Forever. I mean, there's a few really yeah. good ones. Yeah. Uh, any I'm missing that? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really good conservation organizations, mm -hmm. and that's that's what we are. You know, we're we're all about, like I say, our mission is ensuring the future of elk, other wildlife, their habitat, and our hunting heritage. And a large part of that is, you know, we sell uh, memberships, right? So if you've never heard about the RMEF, um, you can just go online, rmef.org, and you can you can sign up right there, $35 for a, a single membership, and that gets you a, a Bugle magazine. It's an amazing magazine, all kinds of yeah, great really articles nice. in there every other month. And it gets you, you know, on a mailing list, lets you know when things are happening, like our banquet, for instance. But, you know, I want to point out, um, whereas you can support a lot of different organizations, what makes the RMEF unique, I think, is, you know, we're a four-star rated uh, organization by the Charity Navigators that rates all the different charities, you know, and depending on how much of your money actually goes toward our mission. And 91% of the money we raise goes toward our mission. That means 9% goes toward admin costs, salaries, fees, buildings, you know, you name it. 91% goes toward our mission. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it is. It's absolutely incredible. And, you know, again, uh, we're all a bunch of volunteers. You know, I work for the, the VA, right? And But I, I love uh, what what we do. I believe in the mission. And it's just kind of my way of, of giving back, you know. And, again, getting, you know, my son involved, you know, getting his friends involved. Um, but opening other opportunities for youth and also women. You know, we don't want to forget mm -hmm. that. You know, there's a lot of women are, are becoming a lot more uh, active and engaged in outdoor activities and hunting and shooting. And, um, 
you know, we have opportunities uh, for them as well. And, and the banquet is just a heck of a lot of fun. There's probably over 500 people. We probably have, like, with Aaron's donation, you know, we have at least 15 or so raffles. We have, you know, a general raffle. We have silent raffle. We've got, you know, a live auction where we have 40 or 50 items, um, you know, 20 different hunts uh, that, that we offer. So there's, it's just a lot of fun. And, you know, as you know, you, you've been emceeing for us for, for a while now. Thank you for. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a great organization to be a part of. Go ahead. It's, it's fun to see all of those people in the room. I mean, it's, it's also yeah. the people you meet at those banquets. Yeah, you meet a lot of great people. Yeah. I mean, we keep in touch with a lot of them. We've met a lot of really right. nice people. Yeah, there. for all, sure. They all understand the, the fact that the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, I mean, Habitat's critical and getting the most the the message out there just in hunting in general uh, is so important because there's such a negative connotation to it I think in the mainstream media. yeah uh, that that has to be uh, we have to have that message out there to counteract that yep absolutely tell you what if you hung with us all the way through the hour we're gonna reward you right now one more pair of tickets 303-477-5600 to the International Sportsman's Expo that is January 9th through the 12th so first caller 303-477-5600 and again I'll call all you got folks after the show and uh get those to you so Zach real quick here what's on your bucket list now that you're just in I think he wants to shoot a 50 cal. I want, yeah, I, I want to shoot a 50 cal. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't want to shoot a 50 That's my cal. life goal right now. <laughs> so what's your next animal, though, you're going to be after? Uh, I think elk in two weeks, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, we've got, you know, again, one of the hunts that was donated for us, uh, we bid on it and won it in the live auction, but it's with Bull Basin Outfitters, <clears throat> and um, they're up, up north of Dotsero up there, but uh, they donated a combination, actually three of them, um, and we got one, a combination of a doe deer or a cow elk hunt. Wow. So, uh, and they offer two chances for you to, to go out and hunt. And we, we missed the first season. Zach was sick. But um, coming uh, December 5th, 6th, and 7th, that weekend. Okay. So I'm going to pull him out of school a little bit early and go up there and, and try his hand. So he, he was dead on at the range today. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I think, I'm excited. I think, I think I'm prepared. Yep. Keep practicing, man. So, see, we got the youth hunts, which I'm all for, but then we need some, like, 60-year-old guy hunts donated. <laughs> yeah, to, right, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. 60-year-old sportsman of Colorado yeah. guy hunts. <laughs> uh, well, Zach, congrats, man, yeah, and uh, keep it up, bud, and it's great to see you and your dad doing this together. Awesome. And, uh, Brady, thank you for all you do for our show and uh, Rocky Mountain Elk partnership with us as well. And, uh, Aaron, thank you as well, sir. Thank you guys for having me yeah. down, and it's good to meet up with everybody again. Absolutely. Cool. Great to Definitely. be here. It was a pleasure being on here. All right, man. Kevin Flesh, Flesh and Beck Law, 303-806-8886. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Tomorrow you can catch us from 8 to 9 a.m. or 4 to 5 p.m. We'll rebroadcast this show. And if you call in, tell you what, we won't be here tomorrow. We'll still give away more tickets here in the next few days. So thanks for being with us. Enjoy your weekend.
The views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.